Google now. I, I I went and googled to see how much hockey jerseys were because I really wanted to see if I could get one. Why do you want a hockey jersey? Because I saw one that looked really cool and thought might as well. Um, but- so I, I googled hockey jerseys and now Google now keeps telling me about every okay. LA Kings game that goes on. Because you know how you love the LA Kings. Apparently, first period they're two 0 down over Bruins. He sounds so uneducated. I, I have no idea who the Bruins there are. Two field goals down at the quarter. Boston, Boston Bruins playing in Boston. They have first they period. Have, they, they have missed so many touch slams. All the touch slams. <laughs> Hello, Internet. Welcome to the Game Engine Start podcast for the 21st of January 2014. The first podcast of the new year. Yoon, how do you feel? Um, I'm loving the fact that I am doing this podcast on my hoverboard with my self. Oh, from the future. With my self lace up sneakers. And this is, this is Yoon reporting to us from Back to the Future 2. Yeah, basically. Um, there was a sports almanac and people got rich and. People got rich. Yeah, I, I, it's been a while since I watched Back to the Future too. I can't remember. I seem to watch. I seem to have watched one in three like a lot, but not. Yeah, two. one in one in three are the ones that tend to get played a lot. Is because yeah. everybody forgets two. Yeah, like I, I couldn't, I couldn't mention a moment from two, but I know one in three really well. But it's, you got the the self lace up shoes and the sports almanac. Those are kind yeah, of important. Well, I mean, yeah, sure. Just the hover. Is that and then when they go back to the future. And really? Wait, to- fucking spoilers, Jesus. Well, the bit when they go back to the future and it's all like post-apocalyptic because Biff's got all the money yeah. the ruined. I, re- I seem to bit. remember there's a scene with him in like a like a jacuzzi or something like that. Something like that, a I can't remember. In it or... I don't remember it either. can't remember. But yeah, that was yes. such a weird movie. Back did to the Future 2. Did you see that, um, I mean this was I think last year, the year before, I can't remember, that Mattel put out a quote-unquote hoverboard like for they, Christmas yeah that seems like impossible they've got more muse and no it possible. did because it was terrible it was basically like a it's basically just like a flat bit of shitty plastic with the design and everything on it. like it looked like the real thing but on the bottom of it it just had these really really small wheels that if you're going oh, over so it's it, not a, it's not an actual hoverboard no <laughs> no Callum they did not invent anti-gravity technology and then say, apply it to a board I probably would have heard about that on the news I think. yeah no, it just had like these really, really small wheels, so that if you saw somebody going by and didn't like at it the right like angle, it looked like they were hovering. But also, it was made of like three pence plastic, and the, ah. the wheels just snapped off. That's and shit. they charged sixty quid for it or something like that. Like it was the whole thing was a complete disaster. I seem to remember. So lucky I don't have kids and don't have to buy shitty presents like this for Christmas and whatnot. But if you, but if you, if you'd known that existed, you would have looked at it on Amazon for a little bit and gone, hmm. Well, I think I would have done the same thing that I would have done with, like, Nerf guns, which is, like, look at them for a really long time and then just go, no, I can't do it, and then close <laughs> the Amazon. Yeah, but see, Amazon have got 
even trickier. Well, I don't think this is a recent thing, but like since before I started using ad blocker stuff, like there was a moment where I was on Amazon looking at Nerf guns for like twenty minutes, going, "I really want one." I really no, no, I can't. I closed the Amazon yeah. tab and went on to, to another website, and at the top of it was an Amazon ad for Nerf guns. I was just oh, like, oh, "Oh, I don't like this. I do Clever. not like this." Yeah, they're they're super smart. This. That's pretty smart. Uh, tar- yeah. Was it called targeting, targeted advertisement? Targeted advertisement. The whole point. Anyway, we're not here to talk about <laughs> other things. Are we not? That are, no, not like worldly. We're not just like having a Skype conversation and people just happen to listen to it. That was the whole point of this podcast. No, well, but it had a specific topic in mind, didn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, it did. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so we're going to talk about video games again. As if we haven't done that enough already with the the New Year's podcasts. The yeah. lists that we put up and the videos that will be going up soon. Yeah, I know. Um, it, it, it was fun, regardless. It was really fun. I enjoyed it quite a lot. Yeah. And, so, um, so now we're back on the track of doing this every two So weeks. it's actually been, like, talking games-wise, it's actually mm. been four weeks since we played proper games. Because two weeks ago was the Game of the Year podcast. And, and Game of the Year games aren't proper games. No, I mean, like, new games. Like, stuff you would have I, played. I've, I've not played any new games. New, well, no, there are no new games. There kind of is. Kind of, but not really. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, I'll start then. Because I had... Um, so the big ones for me that I was really excited about, which kind of came out of nowhere because I'd forgot it was even coming out, was Broken Age finally mm-hmm. hit. Or, I sorry, think. Act 1 of Broken Age Act finally came Broken out. Act 1 of Broken Age. For, for only for backers of the Kickstarter. Yeah, only for Kickstarter backers. Which is weird, because Kickst- uh, Broken Age was the first Kickstarter thing I ever put money into. Like, it was the reason I signed up for Kickstarter. Yes, that was the same for me. So, I'd, I'd, how much have you actually played of the game? About an hour. Oh, okay. Sure. played so, much of it. Yeah. So, I finished it. Um, it's I not... Played, yeah, about an hour. It's not terribly long. I think it's three hours, four hours, maybe. I know it's not long, I just haven't got around to it yet. Um... So how, this is going to be a really weird conversation without spoilers, but have you switched characters yet? No. Right. So you can switch characters at any time, which is a really, which initially you're like, why would they even put this in? But it's actually really smart because the amount of times I got to a puzzle and couldn't figure it out and I had to switch the other character and went on. Yeah, the the switching of characters thing I've heard a lot of people mention seems to just be like a let's put this character kind of... like It's either like you get stuck in a puzzle or something like that and you kind of put it on the back burner yeah, and go and do something else with the other character and let your subconscious figure out this other puzzle. Sure. But I, I'm kind of... Stuff. I'm slightly confused because the way that game... Et, that first act ends, it mm. makes it sound like... I don't know... Depending on the order of how you do... How you finish people's quests or people's storylines, I don't know if that ending makes any sense i'm not i I need to go think about it more but um but regardless like uh, that is a astounding adventure game yeah that 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 thing is when they said that in the kickstarter things that they said we want to make a traditional point and click adventure games because video game companies won't let us anymore yeah and everybody said yes have four million dollars they went and made a really traditional point and click adventure game they made exactly what the up there with lucasarts finest like they made exactly what they wanted to make um, it's a stunning looking game. It's like gorgeous. it just, yeah, it's it really looks gorgeous. utterly amazing. Like all the characters are really smart. They're really, they're really well designed. Mm. Dialogues super great. Like it's the, the the dialogues either like it either does one of two things. It either makes you feel really nice inside, yeah. or it'll make you laugh out loud. Yeah, and there's at both of those things are great. 
just like it's the, it's the it's the concepts for some of the characters are just completely ridiculous. Like the have you hit the seaside town yet? Or the no right? Well, there's there's I'm trying to think of an example you might have seen like the lumberjack. I've, only, I've, I've, I've played for an hour and I've only played Shay. Oh, okay, so. so you haven't touched any of um, the other character yet. Vela, no. Vela, no. Okay, well, fair enough. Because Vela's like there's like a there's like a super hipster lumberjack, which doesn't make any sense until you look at him and then you go, yeah, he's a super hipster lumberjack, and all this kind of like is who can hear trees talking, and the trees are angry at him for chopping them down, and just all these there's just all these little co- concept bits in all of it that is just really really smart and really well done and just laugh out loud funny at points um, sure. is so I, I think we mentioned it the podcast a couple of weeks ago um, or the last proper podcast but um, it's Elijah Wood playing Shay yes is there somebody famous doing Vela as well because I seem to remember uh... I seem to know I seem to I seem to recognise her voice and I can't quite place it I'm not sure there's a bunch of famous people in it yeah I'm not sure who does what well, I'll, I'll I'll look up later, but um, yeah, like all the voice work is just spot on. Yeah, the they're, they're really, great. Really is it? Is it also me about the in Shay's bit when you meet what's his face? Uh, the wolf, the wolf guy. Is that yeah. also Elijah Wood? The wolf. Yeah, because it, they sound, it sounds really a lot like him. <laughs> the wolf kind of. I don't know if it's him putting on a voice. The wolf kind of sounds like Elijah Wood doing an Alan Rickman impression. Yeah, that's that's what I thought it was. It's I, 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 I have no idea. I'll need to go have a look um, to see who they are. Um, but yeah, it just every part of that game. Like, I can't can't really talk about it until you've finished it. But yeah, yeah. it's it's great. It's just absolutely what I wanted from that project. Um, so it's live for Kickstarter backers now. You go come, you just check your email and you'll have got a yeah, and it goes live on Steam twenty seventh. I want to say for everyone else. And it's currently just Act 1 and Act 2 will be coming as DLC later on. So, yeah. so um, the actress the actress for Vela is this uh, Masasa Moyo person? Nope. No idea. She's done a lot of video games. You've probably just heard her voice around. Right. Fair enough. That might be what it is. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, that's that's awesome. Love that. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a very impressive thing. And the fact, the fact that they can still pull off a really traditional point-and-click adventure game. Yeah. And, uh have it work to such a degree is really impressive. Feels, and then again, I wouldn't expect anything less from like Tim Schafer and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it feels like what LucasArts should have been doing for the past 10 years. Well, I don't know about that. I think if they'd been doing that for the past 10 years, then we would all got burnt out on it. But well, I, okay, think, but- I, think, I think it's the right time to come back to it. And what they've done is a really good return to form. Totally. It's, every part of it is just, yeah. it's just great. Because um, I've, I've recently got one of my friends to... Uh, buy all of the Monkey Island games. Oh, really? Like, 1, 2, 3, and 4. Sure. Because I, I said to him, because we've played at least a bit of all of them, mm. and I said to them, they're all great, you should play them, and he says that uh, he's going to play through all of them, and we're going to, he wants me there with him, and we're going to sure. stream it out. Oh, cool. So we're yeah. just going to stream me and him playing all the Monkey Island games for some reason. Fantastic. I don't know why, but it sounds like fun. It's, Monkey Island appears to be one of those weird ones where... Like people you wouldn't expect have played Monk Island, yeah, or, or have have come across it in some bizarre way. Like we when it hit, it seemed to hit a lot of people that you wouldn't expect in really weird ways. 
Like, people will know random bits from that game, or, yep. like, people will know about Insult Sword Fighting and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's hard not to know about Insult Sword Fighting. True, but people who are not involved in the, in the medium, One like, One of the we best are, fighting systems ever. Oh, completely. Like, screw, like, your, your Marvel versus Capcom. That's, that is a fighting system right there. Then your triangle jumps and your... Triangle jumps? Is that not what it's called? What? That's Air- like, that's like Smash Brothers tech. That's... I thought I've heard, I've heard you talk about triangle jumps and fighting games before. There's like oh, I'm not gonna get into this. I can't <laughs> okay, fair enough. I'm not doing this here. Um, so there was Broken Age. And there was uh, there's something it comes else. Out, oh, it, it comes out in like two weeks for everybody else, right? Yeah, twenty like twenty seventh. I think yeah. is what it is. Buy it. That's good. Uh, yeah, definitely. It's just if you like any of Schaefer's other stuff or Double Fine's other even, stuff. Even if you even if you like Schaefer's stuff that isn't point and click adventure games. Yeah, it's yeah. it's very much in the same vein. Um, yeah. There was something else as well before the other one that we were going to talk about, and I cannot for life me remember what it was. Right. Um, it will come back to me at some point. Uh, I started playing Don't Starve on. Oh sure, yeah. Console. New video games, eh? It was free on PS Plus, and it's yeah. new to PlayStation Four. It's new to consoles, actually. It's the first console release yeah, you're of the right. game. Um, that is still some Don't Starve. Like I didn't play much of the PC version, but it's Don't Starve. It's it very much Don't Starve. It's get get resources, build shit, survive the night, go Fight out and get ghosts. more resources. Yeah, I need to I need to actually put some more time back into that. Properly. It's a cool it's a cool little game. I've only played it for a couple of hours, but it's a cool little yeah. game. And again, design wise, it looks awesome. It looks really nice. Yeah, it's a cool looking game as well. Um, I genuinely can't remember what else it is I played, so I'm going to need to skip over. It will come back to me at some point, I'm sure. So the main one we were going to talk about, I think, was um, the the greatest fencing simulator that's ever oh, yeah. happened. Yeah. That's ever dude, been made. Dude, even, even since we've played, I've played a shit ton of Nedhog, dude. Yeah, I, th- I'm, I was going to suggest we play some more afterwards like, on recording. Um, like, you've, you've only played in that time that we played together, right? Hmm. So I, I managed to get uh, nearly my entire Dota crew <laughs> to go and buy Nidhogg. Right. And now we just kind of, when we get either, like, we stop playing Dota or we stop doing other things or whatever it is we're doing that night, we'll play a couple of rounds of Nidhogg. So I've now played Nidhogg for about five hours in total. Sure. It's, it's a really good game. <laughs> for, for, for what that game is, it seems to be really easy to put people onto it because I showed it to three people in work today. And they're all like, "That looks really fun. That looks yeah. really cool." This is the, I. I had an argument with some. Well, not an argument, but someone kept bringing up point. There was a. There were, we were talking about it uh, internally in the gaming society, and we. I, I was basically saying this game's really fun. You should like try it, and it's it's really really good. And there was a guy who was like, "I I don't feel right paying like fifteen pounds for what's essentially a free to play flash game." <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're kind of right, it's a bit overpriced, but I don't really mind paying for it for something this fun. Yeah. And I don't think he understood that, and it was really weird. He couldn't see the point in it if it was like, oh, you could do this in Flash. And I was like, well, yeah, but it's really fun, and you could just buy it now. <laughs> That's true. And he didn't get it. But yeah, they, that game's fucking awesome. It's great. <laughs> so for, hog's great. for people who aren't familiar with it, it's... Um, it's it, I think it, they even, like themselves bill it as a fencing simulator i don't know how they put it i'll I'll look at their store page and see how they phrase it yeah an epic award-winning fencing tug-of-war simulator there you go there you go 
full of graceful acrobatics and clumsy stabs. So, I mean, the the one that get the, the way I was describing to people is it's a fencing simulator where you can throw the sword. Because yeah. I think that kind of encompasses the main the main concept and how insane it gets. Yeah, like it's pretty good. Um, so yeah, we played that for like I think I think it was like we should probably get some rounds in just to try it, we, and then we, it was like we, an hour and a half later. We played it. We played it for about an hour and a half. Yeah, um, and then I played it for additional like four hours after that. It, it's just it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. You should go. It's, you get into situations where it's a really simple game that. Is is really easy to pick up because a bunch of people, the, the Dota crew, like I got two of them to buy it, and then one person like said, like we were doing it over Skype, and there was a guy who was just listening. I was like, oh, this game sounds really fun. I'll pick it up as well. And he played it for like two rounds, and we like trashed him. Right. Like, ah, this isn't really like fun. I'm not getting it and anything like that. And then like the first time he managed to like figure out the angle on the dive kick to where. You can like jump over a person and run past them and all that sure. sort of stuff. He went, "Oh, yeah, this game's amazing. I get it now." <laughs> yeah, um, it, it clicks in a while. It might take a bit, but once it clicks, you understand why it's as good as it is. Yeah, it's it's impeccably designed, and the other yeah. stories during the week as well because it only came out like last Monday or something like that. Something like that, yeah. But I was reading stories about why it took four years to make and all this kind of I stuff. Four years? Yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't like four years of straight development, but mm-hmm. it was. From the start of the project to the end was four years with Jeez. some ups and downs in the middle. But um, it's a really interesting read, actually. I think it was Polygon that ran it or something like that. But um, but yeah, no, the game's awesome. And it's the fact that it's got, strangely enough, for a game like that, like we were, we were like we really enjoyed playing Speedrunners and Samurai yep. Gun, but yep. they don't have online multiplayer. No. And the fact that this has built-in online multiplayer at day one and has a built-in tournament system. like for Only proper, for local, though. Oh, does that not work over... The tournament's only local. Oh, okay, sure. And did you guys figure out how to do the, the tweaks online yet? It doesn't work online yet. It doesn't work online yet. Okay, no. fair enough. Because there are, there are like, modifiers you can do that do things like make your sword act with the boomerang and come back to you and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. That doesn't work online. Cool. But but we're, even... we're, we're pretty happy playing the like core... Oh, yeah. experience it, it's just it's we're, just we're like at this point we consider ourselves pro nidhoggers like we get <laughs> it and we understand how to play it so we, we quite like just enjoying the core experience sure so it's what n-i-d-h-o-g-g yeah okay go, go look for it on steam it's like how much did you say it was like nine 11... pounds is it still i think it's it's yeah. nine pounds until oh today okay so it, it's probably done by now okay um so it's now 11 i think i think it's 11.99 yeah possibly um, oh, it's, it's a really it's a really fun game to just kind of have and play with people. If you're going to play, either play it with a person by your side or another person over Skype, because yes. you need to hear their reactions. Yes, and that's... your own reactions, and it's a very enjoyable experience. Definitely, mm. it's a fantastic game. Night Dog's so much fun. So I remember the other one. So many play... stupid things. Yeah. So I remember the other one because while we were home at Christmas, um, we had the Steam sale going on. So there was a bunch yes, of stuff did. that that we picked up while we were there. Mm-hmm. So I finally got a chance to play Brothers. In fact, we both played through Brothers. Oh yeah, we both played through Brothers. Very yeah. close. Um, I don't know about you, but I was severely disappointed that I didn't play it before we did our Game of the Year stuff. Well, I... Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it would have made a place on my list or not. It would have made a fight, certainly, but sure. it's, uh, it was, it's a real experience. And <laughs> the thing I've discovered in trying to tell people, because I came back like talking to people who were asking, like just 
glowing about that game. Yeah. And the problem is that you can't say why it's such a great experience because it completely ruins it. Yeah, if you say... Like, we could talk to it between the two of us because we understand, but if you yeah. try and say to someone why it's good, you you ruin the moment. Yeah. The, like, that one moment that makes everything click and see, come at you like a lightning strike that's the it's, thing it's it like the, it. the entire like it's not a particularly long game but nope. the entire game builds up to this one moment where everything just works it's, and it's, it's incredible it's like, the most i think it's one of the most times that a video game's ever clicked to quite such a degree like yeah. everything just falls into place all in that one moment and you just kind of go oh shit and like then I, the entire I remember, game just makes sense. And I remember talking to you about this, and like I, I said that when the moment happened, like I put my controller down and just put yeah. my hands up, like it was just a fantastic. It, it's one of the smartest bits of game design. Very much so. For a while, it's so really th- clever. I was not going to say it here because it was no, spoiled. No, God, no! Like you can't say that to anyone, but it's it's well worth picking up. Well worth yes, picking up if, it, if it comes back up. It's, it's not very it, long. It's like three hours. Yeah, maybe even two. I think it's a bit. I think it's a bit three. But I mean, it's not only just that. Like, it's very well designed as well, and it looks really cool. Um, Yeah, it's it's, got a really cool style to it. But also really confusing because it it starts off looking like Fable, like the old Fable games. Yeah. But goes to some super dark places. It does a bit, yeah. Like even the middle and towards the end, and some of it doesn't really tie into the rest of the the story they're trying to tell. Um, like the guy, like when you run through the, the hills and the guy, you pass a man attempting to kill himself. Yeah, that was a weird himself. one. And I was like, I expected that to be some part of the narrative or have some effect or have some side effect. But like, it just happens and you either save him or don't save him and then you just walk on. Like there's yeah. no... There's no kind of reason for it. I don't yeah, know what it I don't, I, I didn't quite get that. But um, it, yeah, it's an, it's an awesome, awesome little title to pick yeah. up. Yeah. Um, it's worth every penny just for that that turn that happens. Um, yeah, that moment is. Yeah, it's astounding. It really is. Um, so that was kind of me. I mean, there's been on and off with some more Assassin's Creed. Like I'm still trying to play my way through that game. Yeah, it's still fun. It's still. It's just there's so much of it. Like I don't know where to. There's so I, much of it. It appears. Figured, yeah. It appears to be really difficult to know when I should be moving on because I I got to the bit. I mean, I got to it before I left for Christmas, but after I came back, once you get your first fort, once you take down your first fort, yeah. you're like, oh, cool, we can now take down forts, fantastic. And I went and found a fort, and I'm like, okay, let's go take this thing down, and just get fucking obliterated. Like, yeah. there's no, there's there's very little guiding as to like, ah, you're maybe not ready for this one yet. Like, that would sure. be really useful rather than just throwing myself at it time and time again before I just give up. It felt like I wasted a lot of time on that. But um, yeah, like I'm, I'm still enjoying it. It's still an mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed game that I'm, I'm still putting lots of hours into. Um, sure. I think that was about me, really. Um, what about sure. yourself? So, like, um, I don't know if I've played any games that you would describe as new, but I've played a fair number of games because I picked up some stuff in the Steam sale. So I've, I bought Assassin's Creed Four as well. Yep. Um, because after seeing, watching you play it and hear people talk about it, it just sounded like they fixed Assassin's Creed and then made it pirates, which yeah. is pretty good. Basically. Um, and yeah, that's exactly what they did. Assassin's Creed's good again, and now they've got pirates, and it's fantastic. Everything everything about that game, I've not found a like major flaw in it. Hmm. Everything just kind of works, and I think I figured out why. So the reason that I got kind of pissed off with Assassin's Creed 3 was because in Assassin's Creed 3, they, they do the Assassin's Creed thing of like giving you a space to run around in, and there's multiple things to go and do and find and all that sort of stuff. Mm. 
but they gave you too big a space too quickly. Right. In Assassin's Creed 3, you got, like, your homeland, which was a massive map, the Outlands, which was a huge map, and three cities, which were all really, like, really big maps, all yeah. in the space of about two hours. So you got completely overwhelmed really, really quickly. And it made me... And you just kind of get... So in the Assassin's Creed thing, I like kind of just taking things leisurely. Like, you do a couple of missions, get a pick-up, do another mission, whatever. But you get completely overwhelmed by the size of the map in 3, that you mm-hmm. don't know what to do or where to go or what's more important or anything like that. But in sure. 4... They break it into. They do a really smart thing of they break it into tiny little sections of like little islands or little towns on the coast or whatever, and then intersperse them with the sailing and the, yeah. the naval combat, which is a fantastic system. The naval combat is amazing and all. It's, it's amazingly good fun. And it's yeah, it's just good fun to swing over on a rope and like like the the best thing I've still done is like broadsiding an entire ship started hooking in to board it and swinging over a rope and air assassinating people with two swords. At that point, like, I almost flipped my desk over and just ran sure. it in my room with my hands up because it was, like, it's the mo- the, one of the coolest things I've ever done in video games. But they've, they, took, they took the overwhelming nature of 3 and then just kind of condensed it into tiny little pockets. Sure. And it just makes everything seem more manageable, which I think is part of the reason why 4 works as well. It does not to mention the fact that it looks amazing and plays really well and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, 4 is a really good game. I really enjoy 4. Um, it's fantastic. So the other games, what else did I buy? I bought... Oh, right, fine. I bought um, Deadpool, the video game. Oh, yeah! Kind of, which I'm kind of glad I did because they fucking pulled it off Steam because of, like, licensing deals and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so that, I think I think we mentioned it on the podcast and news a couple weeks ago, but the Marvel license appears to have run out for a bunch of companies. In multiple like places, yeah. So, like, all, all Marvel games have kind of disappeared off of online platforms in yeah. various places. And weird. I bought Deadpool in the Steam sale before that happened to Steam. And... I bought it because it was. Because I bought it because I really like Deadpool. Mm. I really like the character and what he does and all that sort of stuff. And I, but I didn't want to pay full price for a game that I know isn't isn't the best game. Sure. Like as a game, it's not that good. I wanted it for like the in between bits where it's basically like animated Deadpool. Yeah. And so I got it for I think it was about six quid or something like that. And yeah, that game's it's a an okay action adventure game, but the bits where they like do an animated cutscene and let Deadpool be Deadpool. It's really funny. <laughs> right. It's like hilarious. It, it, there are bits in it that I just like laughed out loud and like he, like, it's hard to explain. He's just so it, the fourth wall breaking is still there and all that sort of stuff and like constantly talks to you as the player and then just like talks about things in terms of button presses and it's just fantastic. The game's hilarious. And there's like the, the one bit I can talk about that I remember is uh, you sneak up on a couple of guards taking a pee in a urinal mm-hmm. and you instead of just like stealth killing them or whatever you just kind of like stand in the urinal between them and like pat them in the back and stuff and then just start having a pee yourself right and, so, and as he's having a pee he's he's just like making quips the entire time about sure. like peas and like penis sizes and all that sort of stuff <laughs> and i like i listened to it and then went away and like got a drink and had a pee and came back and it was still unique dialogue for about 10 minutes so they've recorded like, a bunch of sentences a for this bunch of shit that he'd, he'd said that i don't think i'd repeated because i i heard entirely unique things and there's a button that just said okay finish peeing and you finish peeing and he like zips up and then just like pulls his gun out and shoots them in the head and walks away <laughs> And it's it's just it's like the, it's one of the best Deadpool experiences I've ever had. And like Pool, it does he, he like makes references to like the comics and stuff like that. Of like they seem to pull in really like 
real D, like D tier villains, like t- villains you never even remember existed and stuff like that. Right. And like the first time you do it, he meets up with um, Vertigo, mm. who's this weird villain who just basically has the ability to make you feel like you're in a high place. And so you like you like vomit and stuff like that. It's really I remember strange. he described that to me. And just yeah, said that the worst super like, villain. And you're like, oh shit, it's Vertigo. I don't think I've seen her for like twenty years. And is and he's saying this to the camera. And it just kind of instead of like you having a boss fight like they build it up to be, he lands and there's like um, Mister Sinister there who's like an actual villain and like two D tier villains at his side. And instead of having a boss fight with the D-tier villains like the game built it up to be, in the cutscene, which is in the first-person view of Deadpool, he just kind of walks towards Mr. Sinister and then just, like, he chokes one of, like, choke slams one of them and then shoots the other one in the head. And he just keeps walking, so you don't even have a boss fight with them. They just end up dying because they're D-tier villains. Nice. It was great. Some of them were... The, he handled situations so perfectly. And so, it's, yeah. so it is, is super self-referential and... Mm. Does, really, really, really self-aware, and like the the entire first section is just kind of you hanging out in Deadpool's apartment, and you can like play with different things. And he like calls Nolan North to say we need you as a voice actor. So that was so, that was the bit that I saw from the game that kind of said, okay, this might be good. Is that yeah. Nolan North is playing Deadpool in the game? Yeah, but Deadpool in the game, voice, voice Deadpool in the animated series. And sure, stuff like that, but though. Deadpool in the game phones Nolan North to yep. be the voice actor for Deadpool in the, Deadpool the game. In the video game, like yep. it's just it's and it's great. Throughout the game, he's like constantly on the phone with like the CEO of High Noon, mm. and is like, "What the hell is going on with my video game and all that sort of stuff?" <laughs> like you, you like open the door at one point, and like um, all the the textures on the walls and floors are like from like Doom. Right. And the enemies are like 2D. Right. So they so they like they like come out on a plane facing you and then they turn like um gun range targets and oh, they right. start walking towards you. And he shuts the door again and pulls out this giant mobile phone from the nineteen eighties and just calls the head of CEO and says, What the hell happened? No, what do you mean you run out of money? Hmm. And he's like, wait, wait, there's a budget? What? What's a budget? I don't understand. <laughs> And he's like, okay, I'll give you money. So he like he pulls out his phone and like says he's transferred money to the bank and he opens the doors again and the level's normal again. It's, it's some just fantastic stuff that is just nice. like great in Deadpool. It's, it's it's not the best game in the world, but it's funny to kind of look at in between. Sure, um, uh, it'd be really interesting to see. I wonder if it's since it's been pulled off Steam, whether places like Steam Gifts will still have it. Like people have still got codes there, whether they're still valid. Maybe, or... I don't know. I may go have a look actually because I really do want to pick that game up. But it's I I quite enjoy it for what I've played with it so sure. far. Um, what else have I, what else did I pick? Oh yeah, I finally got around to playing the Stanley Parable. Sure. Um, yep, I totally see what everyone was saying about that game. It's yep. fantastic. It's hilarious and points to a lot of stuff in video games and is more of a statement about like current video games and video game development and stuff like that than other games who are actively trying to say that message yeah but it does it in a really kind of way better way than any of them i think the fact that it's a fantastic critique on video games and itself it is a video game is Mm -hmm. takes a lot of skill to have done it's it's a fantastic thing so i'm 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 even more happy with the decision to put it on our game in the year list what was your what was your favorite uh moment the stick curiosity the adventure line stuff was great. The adventure line was good. The adventure, the adventure line, line stuff good. was really, really good. Uh, the moment where you jump out of the window was pretty good as well. Sure. I just like that moment just because it's like he eventually like gets to the point where he's saying, "Do you still find this bit funny?" Yes, no, and puts up giant buttons. 
that say yes and no. Yeah. And if you hit like yes, I still think it's funny. He talks for another fifteen minutes. Yeah, like it's, there's there's so much like, dialogue in that game. It, yeah, that that thing's just great. I remember Stanley Parable is just fantastic. Oh yeah, the song. The song was great. I totally forgot about the song. Yep, the song's pretty fantastic. Um, I particularly like the the achievement section, um, yeah. with the doors. Like that was just that that was the moment when I it, it I knew it was going to be high up my game of the year list. Where I finished that whole section and got the achievement, and simultaneously felt like I'd accomplished something, and it felt like I'd accomplished nothing at all, which is the entire point of what that yeah. is. It's it, exactly yeah. It's just a it's just a weird game. Yeah, and it's just really good. Sure. Um. So the, the the main things I've played so far um, that aren't like Dota and stuff like that. Uh, I played an hour and a half of the multiplayer of Space Engineers. Oh yeah, so we need to get back into that at some point. Yeah, so Space Engineers finally got his multiplayer updates so you can play yes. with people and I played it for about an hour and a half with my flatmate. Yeah. And yes, it's really, it's like Alpha Minecraft in that there's not a lot to do. Yeah, and what you can do is just kind of like your own imagination. So isn't it, right now, it's just an entirely like space station stroke spaceship building simulator. Sure, and that's it. That's all you can do, pretty much. But we just had a lot of fun, just like building stupid ships and then like crashing them into one another. Sure, and like blowing them up and stuff. Like the the blow up like uh, destruction physics and all that sort of stuff is hilariously fun. Oh yeah, like like my flatmate like built a. a um, a spaceship that could go really, really fast, straight forward, but right. couldn't turn very well. <laughs> right. So he like went forward. I said, "Okay, come back," and he said, "I don't think I can." So he spent ages turning, and eventually got to the point where he turned around and was heading back towards the the, the space station that we'd built. And um, as he as he was just about to reach the space station, crashed into an asteroid. Sure. An entire like ship was which was like in the shape of a U, just kind of bifurcated. And it, like straight down the middle, and just ended up with two arms floating in space in either direction. Yeah, it was great. The the destruction physics in that game is hilarious. Like the first so, the, the first time I I built my own little ship, and then just was learning how to pilot stuff, and just scraped the side of it down the down the the asteroid, and I was like, oh, yeah. I can still fly, it's fine. And then I got and looked at it, and just like this massive hole just chunked yeah. straight out the side of it. It was great. It's a really cool game. So I. I'm okay with that game because I can see that there's a lot of potential in it, mm. and I really hope to do some cool stuff with it because it's. Uh, I would I I would have a lot of fun playing that game because the Definitely. ship design stuff is pretty funny. Uh, the other thing I've done, which I didn't actually expect to be doing, but I ended up I've now played it for about another ten hours or so. I played a lot of Daisy. Really? Yeah, the alpha like standalone Daisy. Yeah. Because again, my a lot of my Dota crew bought it. And sure. then said, "Oh, you should come play with us." So I went and bought it and started playing it with them. And I've now played it for about ten hours. And Daisy's still a really interesting experience. So has it has it got any more solid than when we played the Arma Two mod way back in the day? I, I define solid. I don't know how like you... people like it's not. It doesn't feel as janky as it is. Oh no, or... it's super janky. Okay, right. That game's janky as fuck. It's still like. It's still like it's essentially the Armor Two mod that said they've like done a couple of like uh, view changes and all that sort of stuff. Like the the inventory system slightly better, maybe, right. but like the entire you interacting with the world bit is janky as all hell. Right, it's still a lot of like hovering over and doing weird mouse clicks and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> sure, but it's 
it's just this really interesting experience of you it's just a really good it's really good at what it's trying to do which is simulate a zombie apocalypse and it's really good at doing that right and like you're genuinely worried about like your food and your your water and all that sort of stuff and like if one of your party gets sick how are you gonna get medicine and oh shit we don't have anything to defend ourselves we need to go and get guns and all that sort of stuff and the, and it's so everybody knows what Daisy is by now, so I won't explain it. But sure. so I'll, I'll explain. I'll explain why I keep playing it from the one moment that happened a couple of nights ago, which was um, due to a server wipe on the server that we normally play on. We all lost our characters, which isn't too bad. We hadn't got a whole lot at this point, so we were okay starting again. So we started again, and I was I had gotten some food, some water, and a, a fireman's axe and all that sort of stuff. So I was doing okay for the start. I had food and I had a weapon, so I was okay. Running down a road, I saw another man run towards me. And at, at this point in Daisy, you normally shit yourself because everybody's learned you shoot on sight in Daisy at this point. Yeah. But my friend over Skype started saying, Oh, there's a guy on this road. Okay, so I went, Oh, it's him. It's fine. We'll be okay. And he's running towards me saying hello in game via the, the voice activation right. thing. He kept saying hello, hello. And I said to him, No, it's me. It's okay. And then he pulled out his axe and said, Hello, hello. I said, No, listen, it's me. <laughs> And he hit me with the axe and then just started cackling maniacally. Sure. I was like, well, you did that on purpose, didn't you? And he said, yeah. And he was a massive dick and stole all my stuff and <laughs> killed me and all that sort of stuff. So I respawned, uh, found everybody else in the group. There's about six of us. So we found four of us all found one another. No, five of us all found one another and left the guy that hit me with the axe on his own. Mm-hmm. So we all went off, found our gear and then started heading towards a military base to get guns. And as he as as we were saying this, he's like, "Oh no, I'll meet up with you, and we can all go together." And we were all like, "No, you'll just kill us. You're not coming." Sure. So he kept trying to find us as we were running towards the military base, and he was running through our town and got held up by three people with quite impressive looking military weapons. <laughs> nice. Like three people with assault rifles and one guy with a really high power looking sniper rifle. So he says, and he was like, "We could hear him talking in game through Skype," and he was like, "Hello, don't kill me, don't kill me." Wait, what? Okay, sure. And it was like we were saying, what? What are they making you do? So that it's like they're making me crouch on the ground. It's like okay, so he's, cr- he's crouching on the ground. Okay, they've gone behind me. Oh wait, what are they doing? Oh shit, I'm handcuffed. <laughs> it's like what? Oh yeah, we, then we all remembered. Oh yeah, they put handcuffs in this game. They're like, okay, so what can you do now? And he said, I can't move. They're like, all right, did they steal any of your stuff? No. So they essentially handcuffed you in the middle of a road and just left you to die. It's like, yeah, I'm pretty much just... <laughs> he's just, like, handcuffed in the middle of this road with nothing happening. He's like, is there any way we can... So we, like, Googled it. It's like, can we break out of this? It says here if you just mash space enough, you break out of it. Right. So he sat for about 15 minutes just doing that, <laughs> mashing up the space bar. And we knew it wouldn't work, but we told him. Okay. Just kind of left him sitting there at mashing space for a little bit. And it just kind of went, yeah, that was because you, like, killed me, so we're just getting karma for you. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Nice. Was, that game's super dumb. It's uh, dumb. It, it's really unique. It's, it's a really there, unique game. There's nothing else like it. And they've done they've done weird things to it. Like they've added, so you know when you lost blood in the mod and stuff like that, you could get a blood bag and just transfuse yourself and you'd be okay. Yeah. So now, blood bags don't exist anymore. Right. What you can get is an empty blood bag and an IV kit to take blood from someone else. Oh, God. And put it into you. Okay. But they've also added blood groups into the game 
Oh, so you can take <laughs> blood from a person who's not. So you need a blood testing kit? Oh my test your god! Rhesus, your rhesus blood? Which is pretty funny, because uh, one of our friends tried it, and because he was low on blood, and was just like, oh, fine, we won't test it, whatever, and just took blood from one of us, and then just stuck it in himself and transfused the blood. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of went, oh, it's worked, I can stand and stuff like that. It's great. Walked along for about three more seconds, and this guy just went on his knees and collapsed. <laughs> and we're like, what happened? He said, oh, I'm dead. It's like, okay, I guess we were the same blood type then. Okay, so we now know for the future, don't just mysteriously transfuse blood into one another. Yeah, it's almost like you wouldn't do that in real life either. Yeah, almost. You wouldn't do that in real life. So he died from uh, negative blood. Uh, nice. The wrong type of blood being inside him. And... Yeah, the one thing I did to that guy who killed me before I died was I uh, took a bag of his blood mm. because I knew that um, he'd already he he was the one that had taken the taken blood out of him previously. Right. So I knew if I'd taken another bag of blood out of him, if he like got hungry or needed drink for more than like five minutes, he would just pass out. Right. It's like okay, I'll just take this and hold on to it, and then you'll just pass out halfway up the road or something like that, which he did, and it was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> I just enacted my revenge over the course of about an hour. It was great. So I, I've but, spent I've spent about a week and a half listening to various podcasts of people recounting stories of Rust. Oh yeah, Rust. Have you been hearing people talk, tell yeah. about that? So yeah. it's it's basically the it kind of is in the same DZ vibe where you it's, start off with nothing. You start. Well, it, do you game, start the game, the game? You can the game you can describe literally by. Uh, you can describe what this game is literally by discussing its development, which my my flatmate did and sums up the game perfectly, is what if they made the maker of Gary's mod make a survival simulator? And sure. that's pretty much what it is, because that's exactly what it is. Yeah, the maker yeah. of Gary's mod made a survival simulator, and now you've got Rust, where people naked people run about and hit each other with rocks. So that's it. I, I could never forget it if that was actually doing. Do you actually start bollock naked? You don't start bot naked anymore, you used to, but there's the command in the command line you can use to turn it on. Right, okay, good. But yeah, you start off with basically yourself a rock and that's it. And you can do everything from like... So you can do the normal stuff, you can do like you have to hunt food and you can hit people with the rocks and build yeah. spears and all that kind of stuff. But you can also build constructions, like your own towers to keep your stuff safe because you're persistent even when you're not in the world. So you go, you go to sleep and then... Uh, if somebody finds you while yeah, you're asleep, they can like stab you. About, there's a lot of stories about people like having to build mega fortresses to protect their stuff when they log out and all that sort of stuff. Yes, but the, my my favorite stuff is apparently it's very similar to the like your handcuffing story where yes. you can if you have enough influence on people like if you get bigger guns than they do and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, it's you who, can, who's got the bigger stick is a major factor in. Yeah, like, but you can do, also, you can do really bad things like make them eat raw chicken. And stuff like that. Because if you give them raw chicken to eat, they start throwing up, like, mm. in the first person. Oh, really? And can, yeah, and you can start feeding them, like, um, motor oil and, like, some super horrifying stuff you can do to this. Yeah. Like, and you can, with a chance you might survive, so you just go ahead with it. Yeah. And it's just, it, just the stories of, like, people being the most sociopathic people you've ever heard in this people game. People are fucking crazy in games like this. I don't oh, know yeah. why they are, but people are really, like, fucking mental in these games. Yeah. Like, oh, it's... It's, yeah. it's like, we discovered that there's another thing, that's another thing we've added in the, the standalone Daisy. If you hold, like, drink and food and stuff like that in your hand, you can force-feed it to someone else. So yeah, we, same idea. So, like, we, we were, like, when, we, when the guy got handcuffed, we were like, oh, at least they didn't, like, force-feed you, like, 
uh, detergent or all that sort of stuff. But there was one occasion where someone, um, someone in our group either died or passed out, I can't remember which, and one of our friends just took all the rotten food he had in his bag and just force-fed this dead body, like, <laughs> rotten oranges. And, like, he just force-fed them, like, rotten oranges and bananas and, like, poured, um, like, drainage cleaner and stuff like that down his throat and all that stuff just to see what would happen. The guy was already dead, so it didn't really do anything, but we just thought it was hilarious. This yeah. image of, like, a guy standing over a dead body forcing a rotten orange down his mouth. It was there, great. There was a great uh, post on Kotaku, I think, uh, end of last week, which was just um, some of the best comments from the Daisy Steam page, mm. and it's just people like saying, "I was alive for four hours, and then I get handcuffed, forced my knees, and then they pour drainage uh, drainage fluid down my throat. Can't wait to play again." A plus. You're just like, "Why? What are you doing in this game? Why? The why game, is this so?" The game is the. It's the best. It's both the best zombie survival simulator. Marathon Runner Simulator and <laughs> uh, Boy Scout Orienteering Badge Simulator. <laughs> okay, yeah, I hadn't seen. thought that. Yeah, like the the amount of times that we've had to coordinate with one another using the inter- the map on the internet of Chernogorsk or not Chernogorsk, what's it called again? Can't remember. I, I can't remember but the name of the place. It's like that, like coordinating and actually like using the position of the sun and landmarks and all that sort of stuff to try and find one another it's the craziest thing yeah. the game's so weird Daisy is such a weird game but it's, but it's compelling it's doing so well right now yeah. it's, it's so it's compelling insane. though this is the thing oh completely yeah mm. I can totally understand it it's just I, I I can't tell if I would be into it or not I really can't I don't like I'm not a fan of like games that will just kill you at a moment's notice and then you have to start again like I just don't find out yeah, the only the only reason i started playing it again was because i had five other people who were all sure. playing it at the same time i think that's really important yeah so exactly yeah so, so is there anything else pretty much all i've done i think i don't Fair think enough. i've done anything else yeah cool. well i'm interested to hear more of your DZ adventures yeah i'm sure appear. we'll keep playing it because we've, we've got like proper military gear now so we can start killing people which will be fun sure so, yeah. um so i collected a bunch of news over the past oh, four weeks of, of interesting things. Um, so one of the big news that came out of CES at the start of the year was that Valve did a press conference and oh, unveiled yeah. a bunch of stuff mainly to do with the Steam Machines. Steam boxes. Yeah. Steam Machines. And they announced, uh, I think it was 14 of the things, um, which was ridiculous, but varying in price from $499 to like two grand, I think was the highest one. Or something like that. But they're basically just PCs and really nice boxes that come preloaded with SteamOS. Like, that's basically all this is. Um, I don't know what you're expecting from Steam Machines, but that's yeah, it. I- that's kind of what they are. Um, but the, the really interesting one I saw was quite soon after that, where they announced that they're dropping the touchscreen from the Steam controller and have rearranged okay. the buttons on it. Oh, so okay. it now looks slightly more like a normal controller. Like, it's got... The two touchpads where the analog sticks would be and just like your normal cross four buttons that you would imagine that you'd see on a controller. Which I thought was really weird. Um i yeah, I haven't quite worked out why they've done it yet. Um 
Yes, it's it's just bizarre. Val, I, I'm I assume Val being Val, they have some giant overarching plan. So I I don't put it past them to do something like that. Oh, totally. It, it's just like it was one of the really interesting parts of that controller, and then they just ditched it, which is yeah. slightly bizarre. Um, there was also a story on uh, Nintendo having to. Pay, so there's a bunch of stories on Nintendo being Nintendo. Um, yeah, they're not doing well right now, huh? Yeah, so they had to pay royalties over a 3DS patent infringement. Um, so there's an article from Polygon. Um, after it was found that Nintendo infringed on a company called Tomita Technologies, T-O-M-I-T-A Technologies, okay. their patent of 3D camera technology. So basically they said ah. that Nintendo infringed upon it. Um, and it's they have to pay 1.82% of the wholesale price of each 3DS sold. 1.2%? 1.82%. Yeah, which is a... I've never seen one where it's, like, percentage of all things. Is, um, that, is that from now on, or is that retroactive? I I can't see. Um, I, as far as I know, it's, it's from retroactive, here on in, That's a butt-ton of money. That is a... That, yeah. It's, um... It, it looks like it's from here on in, but I can't confirm that. Okay. I can't. I can't. They could still, still earn a pretty yes. penny off of that. And also, they ordered Nintendo to pay $241,000 in supplemental yeah. damages and... Sure. Um, interest and all that kind of stuff, which was all right. So that was the first one, and then that sucks for Nintendo. And then Nintendo came out and said they forecasted a three hundred thirty-five million dollar operating loss following unimpressive holiday sales. Yeah, I I would have suspected that as well. Considering yeah, the totally. EU doesn't sell. Um, so the, for the year ending thirty first of March twenty fourteen, down from the projected operating income of hundred billion yen, and um, so they lost billion yen. Yeah, hundred billion. Why this so, sounds so much better than our money? Because it's they really operate not... in hundreds of billions. Yeah, but you don't want you, you really don't want yen right now. The conversion is something is horrific. <laughs> oh no, God no. Um, so there was yeah, they basically just they they didn't meet any of their targets they planned to hit at all. Yeah, we could have suspected that. Though. They estimated uh, that nine million Wii U consoles would shift. Right. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, nine million we use. They expected to ship, and they now forecast um, two point eight million. Jeez. Um, but their three DS numbers were kind of okay. They were one point eight million. Yeah, the three DS seems to be keeping them afloat. Yeah, it's it. The whole thing is just. It's kind of it, it's it's kind of nice to see numbers that show that the Wii U is not doing well. Not nice. That's not what I meant. I mean, it's it's. It's important to finally see some numbers that back up this thing that everyone's yeah. been saying that Nintendo are just going downhill. Um, I think we all kind of knew that. Well, sure. Considering that no one really no one really supports the Wii U, and a lot of people have said they're not supporting the Wii U. Uh, yeah. And it's really unfortunate because there have been some really good games for it at the end of the year. Yeah, like, there have been, been some seriously good Mario games. games great. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's annoying, but... It's going to be really interesting. Interesting to see where Nintendo go from here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, sorry. Before you before you go on yeah. to the next one. Speaking of numbers, my news article kind of fits in neatly with numbers. Yeah. Uh, with it being a new year, uh, revenue amounts came in for different companies about how much they made in 2013. Sure. And one of the big hitters was Riot Games, makers of this little PC game called League of Legends. I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh, but v- vaguely, yeah. Vaguely. So yeah, 
Would you like to guess how much Riot Games made in 2013? Oh, 20 bajillion pounds. I have no, literally no idea. $624 million. Jesus. In 2013 alone. The, so, only, game that, the only game that beat it is a South Korean first-person shooter called Crossfire. But League of Legends and Crossfire are either subsided or owned by the same company. Nice. Okay. So, League of Legends is still making a butt-ton of money. And so, League of Legends, just to, c- to confirm, is free-to-play, but you buy characters and You buy stuff. the champions you play and skins for those champions. Right. And, and they made like 600... And IP boosts and all that sort of And they made $600 million from that. But, they also, they make a lot more money from, like, their esports output. Oh, so really? From, like, so, like, advertising on their esports and viewers on Twitch and all that sort of stuff earns them a lot of money, because they get a lot of views. Like, League sure. of Legends is the number one on Twitch nearly all the time. Sure. Oh, so they're making av- advertisement revenue from that as yeah, well? Yeah, a lot. And I, out of interest, I tuned into a professional League of Legends stream for the first time in about a year. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, like the one of the, the, like, Riot Games big tournament one, the so-called LCS, which is, like, the, oh, yeah, yeah. the lead-up to the championship. And that thing's, like, really high production value. It's, like, an actual, like, sporting event. It's really, really? strange. Like, it's, like, they've got, like, analysts like uh sets that have got like couches where they can interview players and then like hmm. the, the people on the ground who are uh casting the game and like big booths for the players that have giant screens at the back of them that flash up different characters but then when they like lock in a character that character's portrait appears above the player that's locked it in oh wow and it like sits in shit it's, it's crazy how high production <laughs> value this is for a video game it's mental but i mean but, they, it they works com- for them. Yeah, the company made $600 million. Like, this is their revenue stream. That is what they do with their money, is they make it the biggest eSport in the world, and it's... And appear- it appears to it, work for them. It, it is impressive how much they've put into it. Completely. Um, so, like, speaking with League of Legends, um, there's a great story. I think it was just today, actually, this came out, that um, users in the UK are having trouble with the latest League of Legends patch. I saw this, yeah. Um, apparently it's because of the, so this is a, the side effect of this story is something that I have been trying to follow, but it seems to have just happened outside of our, outside of yeah. it actually being advertised. So basically in the UK, the top five, um, service providers, internet service providers in the UK have had to sign, uh, or have had to sign up to an opt, an opt in, sorry, an opt out porn an filter. Opt-out, yeah. So basically, it starts filtering. If you start hitting sites that it deems inappropriate, it'll flash up a thing saying, "Hey, this is an inappropriate site. If you want it, here's the number you can call to go to phone up and say, by the way, give me my porn." Yeah. Um, which is a terrible, terrible idea already. Oh, it's an awful idea. Yeah. And also, they've they, it, there's been a lot of outcry from various people saying it started blocking um, perfectly legitimate gay and lesbian sites, sex education sites. Sites for um, helping transgender people, all that kind of... It's blocking a whole bunch of stuff that's just yeah. nothing to do with hardcore pornography. So the, the latest one that's been caught up in all this is League of Legends because, as far as I can tell, the URL... So League of Legends has got its own patcher application, like a lot of these kind of things have. Yeah, yeah. You build up and it's it downloads got, it's all got, your... It's got like a torrent-based patch. Yeah. yeah. So a couple of the URLs where it's pulling patch files from... The names of the files have got sex in them, or the letters yeah, S-E-X. I'm looking, at, I'm looking at the names of it, and it's like, uh, they seem to be like animation things. 
Yeah, it's just, it's just like the letters S, E, and X happen to be close together. So they've got, and like, it. the Varus expiration timer. Yep. Which, Varus expiration... There's the yep. Zerath mage chains extended. Yep, which There's is S, E, X. Yeah, bunch of these things, and it's getting filtered. So, apparently, you need to then phone up and opt out of this block in order to be able to get this patching stuff to work. Like, the whole... It, it's just another another part of this thing that is just completely ridiculous um yeah just ask the ip to turn off the filter is basically the solution to this yeah um we should we really shouldn't have allowed it to happen in the first place but it was a thing that was really hard to stop it kind of came under the radar as well it kind of suggested it was going to happen and then people said no that's a terrible idea and then it just fucking happened anyway so yeah not much we can really do about it i mean i it I can't. I haven't hit anything yet. Like I haven't been asked. I haven't been sent a letter or anything like that so far. Informing us that this is what's going to happen. I've been given an email to say this is where you need to call or anything like that. Yeah. So, and I'm with BT. I don't know who you're with. You're with Virgin Sky. Sky. Well, I haven't seen anything. So. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, what else was there? Again, more UK news. Um, so the game, the UK retailer game was in a really bad fucking way in 2012. Um, yeah, they lost a bunch of money and stuff like that. Lost a bunch of money, went into administration in yep. 2012, um, and then a company called Op Capita bought up all their stores and saved 3,000 jobs. And now, 22 months later, according to this Gamma Sutra article, the company appears to have sorted themselves out and are apparently going to go for a £300 million IPO flotation, which means they're going to go, they're going to turn to a public company and start floating shares. Oh, so right. they I have totally okay. they have totally turned around and good for them. Apparently, guys. so an increase of two hundred thirteen percent sales over the festive period. Um, they Excellent. say, yeah, the, the Christmas period saves a lot of retail. Plus, places. they said they they attribute it to the launch of the, the two new consoles and yep. Grand Theft Auto Five. Sure. Basically, is what they said. That makes sense. Um, sorry, so sales figures jumped eighty three percent, and online revenues. Uh, jumped 213 percent so they now the company now expects to double its earnings for the fiscal year compared to the previous year so gamer not going anywhere anytime soon that's good yeah um majesco are in trouble as well their stock plummeted um apparently they walked away from their zumba franchise oh no lucrative Um, zumba license they i didn't even know this they released four zumba titles last year fuck really yeah, I didn't know this at all. There were four Zumba titles last year. Yeah, in 2013, they launched four Zumba titles. All right, sure. And it said, yeah, I, guess, I guess we don't pay attention to that kind of like, stuff. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. I, I mean, I knew, they, I knew they'd done well. Like, I knew it always appeared in UK charts and stuff like that, but I didn't yeah. realize there were four separate titles. Yeah. Um, so Majesco then announced that it had no plans to enter into agreement with the Zumba Fitness for new sequels, and their stock prices plummeted. Um so yeah, and their net revenue has declined, and yeah, it's just not looking good. Jeez, the stock is in, in danger of being delisted, and it's dropped eleven percent since the news. So, yeah, they are uh, moving to pin their hopes on online casino games and digital lotteries via its joint venture, GMS Entertainment. Okay, into which it's investing a bunch of money. So sure, yeah. Um, and it also ho- this is again a direct quote from the article this is yeah Gamma Sutra article um, it also hopes that it's new division Midnight City which focuses on distributing indie games including Slender the Arrival will become lucrative so 
Apparently right. they're publishing Slender. I didn't know. Slender's already out though, isn't it? There's a sequel, semi-sequel something coming. Okay, sure. So apparently they're publishing it. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, but Jesco, um not doing particularly well. Uh, so one of the other Valve things I missed was that they announced their... Um, I can't remember the exact name of the thing. Steam VR, imaginatively enough. Steam VR, which is their um, VR, VR, um, yep. which is their uh, an API for developing virtual reality. No shit. The applications name through Steam, um, primarily with the Oculus Rift, but it's an API that anyone can use to do their own products. Is this is this just a development thing, or is that a thing that you can turn like source games into? So, no, so it's it's currently just an API. It's just a way of hooking into various um, parts of of Steam right, okay. to do it. But also, they launched a uh, you basically get Steam in VR. So it basically overlays Steam on top of it. Basically makes Steam usable in VR. That's pretty cool. Which is kind of cool. Um, again, this was a, announced that they're get ever closer to that minority report dream. Yeah, definitely. And you can totally you can get it right now. And there's if you Google it, there's instructions online how to switch it on right now. It's in beta in cool. all Steam clients right now. Um, I'm trying to get through all the other small stuff before we get to the big one. Uh, there was a 13 gig Dead Rising 3 patch came out today. Um, 13 gig for what? Uh, all it says is compatibility with online players and all of the upcoming add-on content that's coming out shortly. Like right. it doesn't even say anything particular. It's just a big patch. It's just a big patch. 13 right. gig worth of fixes for the Rising 3 and content compatibility. I mean, normally when they talk about compatibility stuff, the the, the best parallel to come to is the... Was it Mortal Kombat that did compatibility patches? I can't quite remember. Yeah, the Mortal Kombat, every time there was a character download, you had a compatibility patch, so it would work online. Yeah, so it was basically... So what that compatibility t- patch... I assume what that contained was the models and skins for that character. But Probably, yeah. But didn't unlock it for you to use. Yeah. So I'm assuming that's what this is. It's basically all of the content you can see online, but not giving you the ability to actually access it. All so, right, sure. I assume. Uh, yeah. but what else was there? The Last of Us DLC got... Got a date, so it's coming oh, Valentine's yeah. Day, February fourteenth. That's appropriate. Um, so Share your le- Valentine's Day with this depressing piece of mess. <laughs> exactly. So Left Behind um, is the name of the DLC. It'll be out on February fourteenth. Um, and in an interview, uh, again, this is a Polygon article uh, revealed in an interview. It said Left Behind will be slightly more playful than the main game, and is and is uh, the quote is it's kind of like a post-pandemic version of two teenage girls hanging out, which I don't know what to make from that sentence at all. Okay, uh, yeah, God knows what that thing's going to turn into. Um, it was it's kind of cool actually because the way it leaked was that somebody took it appeared in the PS3 store for a brief moment. Somebody took a photo of it and then dropped it on NeoGAF and it had the date and the price and everything on it. Sure. So, February 14th for that. Um, I will need to replug my PS3 in for yep, that one. Yeah, play through that DLC. Uh, Wolf Among Us Episode 2 is out in the first week of February. Oh, sweet. Um, Good for those guys. We were worried about that. that just taking a complete backseat. Yeah, no, it's it's finally coming out. Um, super excited to see where that goes from there. The first episode was really cool. Um, really want to see what happens from there. Uh, again, CES News, Sony announced PlayStation Now, 
which is their the streaming service, their Gaikai streaming service thing that they've been yeah. taunting for for ages. Nothing particularly detailed wise. Um, there's a closed beta coming out in January. Uh, planned rollout happening in the summer. This is only for, so the two big points is it's only for US, and they've come out and said that Europe might be an issue because of oh. bandwidth constraints. Oh sure, yeah, which is sense. really weird because America have got a worse broadband network. Than I guess they do. don't they have really weird, like really worse constraints than us. Yeah, but they also have like th- it's a lot less um, consistent. Like there are places where you can get like eighty, hundred, two hundred meg connections, and there are places where you get like half a meg. Whereas here it's kind of goes... I think the UK average is like 4 meg or something like that. Sure. As opposed in the US where it just fucking varies all over the place. Um, and also the, the interesting thing is that it will... Uh, they are planning not to just bring it to like PS uh, Vita, PS4 and PS3. They are also bringing it to Bravia TVs and smartphones and a bunch of other stuff as well. So the concept of playing Last of Us on a phone is weird but kind of cool yeah it's kind of insane but they're basically just streaming video how would you how would that even work does i don't the know phone need to detect that you've got some sort of bluetooth controller connected to it so you can actually play the game so one of the interesting things was uh, that came out of it i can't remember the exact quote that came out but basically it was um one of the head guys i think it might be andrew hauser actually or andrew oh. house whatever he's like name andrew is. house andrew house um, whoop, whoop. said don't throw away your joshock threes yet so I assume there will be some kind of pairing mechanism for pairing yeah. a DualShock with whatever device you have at that point. So Yun, Yun. Yo. Whose house? His house? Andrew's house. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just want... That, that is the one thing that I want oh, at every Jesus. Sony press conference. You just want to come out and go... I wanted to come out with a, a handheld microphone, scream, whose house? Hold the mic up to the crowd. <laughs> Make them shout Andrew's house and he can drop it and then just carry on with the presentation. Oh, like, Jesus. I just want that to happen. That and Drive Club Man at every presentation. But so, those two things and I would be behind Sony 100% every time. So every that, time. So now that Drive Club's been delayed and we don't actually know when it's coming out, do you it's think... because they can't wipe the cum fast enough off of the cars. <laughs> they're just, they're so covered <laughs> that they just can't do it. You it's, need to like, stop it's being, actually too much work. You need to stop being that graphic with this. Like, I expect you to go slightly subtle with it, and then it's just no, all... That, was Drive Club Man subtle, Yoon? He was He was at least sensual about it. Like, he but, didn't... Like, every every person that I listened to that watched that either said, that dude masturbates on some cars, or is like, <laughs> at any point, just kind of went, that dude's just going to start, like, taking all his clothes off and just rubbing himself, like, sure. just really slowly. That is, that is the exact reason why it's getting delayed. It's because every time they bring in a new car to get it modelled, it suddenly gets covered in white stuff and they need to spend like three days cleaning it. And it happens again and they just need to keep doing it. So the interesting thing is that the fact that it's been delayed, do you think we get another appearance from Drive Club Man at E3 I this year? I hope so. I hope so. Do you think he can go back on stage and 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 do that again? I hope, I hope he comes out butt naked, <laughs> just, covered in like butter. Just rubbing himself in a Ferrari. Like, oh, <laughs> have you seen the, have you seen the leather and it's like I've watched that presentation at least three more times sure and every, every single time I am convinced that he doesn't just start rubbing his nipples <laughs> like he, he must he has to do it because he talks about like 
the weave of like carbon fiber and the like the like it's something like the feel of the leather seats and all that sort of stuff. And there's one point that he stops and like takes a gulp as though he's salivating. <laughs> like he's it's so weird. It's still the weirdest presentation I've ever seen because it was immediately it was that, and then that was immediately followed by the fucking weird, um, infamous second son guy who was all like, um, crazy about the government's watching you and all that thing. Yeah, do you remember that guy? He was mental. oh yeah, he was awesome. Like he felt like it's at like, some oh, point there's there's seven point three million CCTV cameras in the UK and blah blah. It's like uh, our safety comes at the price of our freedom. We're like. Dude, you need to chill out. What the hell's going on? <laughs> it was like, the you're fa- all terrified. <laughs> like I half expected during that presentation for something to just rugby tackle him off the stage. Like he wasn't even presenting <laughs> yeah, anything. It's like you're not meant to be here. Yeah, like he, like he came in from the the tinfoil hat conference next door. Like he's just one for oh. every fifteen members of the UK part, like the UK population. Yank. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> but yeah, I really hope Drive Club Like So yeah, that and Andrew House. Yeah. It could be the best Sony presentation ever. Golden. It could be the best presentation they've ever done. Golden. Um, so a couple of other small things. Uh, the uh, what was I? I was just looking at it for two seconds there. Um, there's a new Alien game that came out. Alien Isolation. Well, not came out. Got announced. Yeah, that thing looks really interesting. It's the flyout said they wanted to be an alien haunted house. So. I think it's, that's what everyone wants from an like alien amnesia, game. It's like Amnesia, but for aliens, and that's pretty much what everybody wanted in the first place. Pretty much, yeah. So, that, that's kind of it. I'm behind that game. That that game seems cool. Um, I also wrote this story down because you may be able to give me a, a little bit more insight into it because yes. I don't particularly understand. Um, Final Fantasy VI came out for Android phones yes. and for a couple of mobile devices. I think it's on iOS as well. I can't yes, see. But the iOS, ver- sorry, the Android version is kind of fucked right now. Yeah, I read about this. Yeah. Uh, for a start, they've they've redone a bunch of the sprites, and people aren't happy about the way it yeah, looks. Yeah, the thing looks like shit. Yeah, it looks pretty looks, terrible. The thing looks like a game for babies now, and it's yeah, really bad. Yeah. But there's another thing as well today with the, uh, the fact it's the that the cutscene thing. Yeah, like the game's yeah. just completely broken, like so unable scene, to pass. There's a scene. Uh, I can't remember how far in it is now, but there's a scene in which, in which the main villain kills off one of the main characters, not in your party, but one of the main yeah. NPCs. But in the Android version, the the cutscene plays out, but the character doesn't die, and then the game just like breaks. Yeah, the game the whole- just like completely shuts down, and then says nope. Uh, it's okay, and then that's it. So it's yeah, the the game's majorly broken. So they said they've they've identified the problem and have, are they're working on a fix Good. at this minute. So. Good. I how, was, how much is that? Do you know? On I have Android? no idea. Like Twenty-seven dollars or something like that. Like they no normally idea. are on. I will look it up right now while we're talking about the next. Because like the the other, the other Final Fantasy games on like iOS and stuff like that were like nineteen pounds or something like that. Yeah, Final Fantasy were... three was really expensive, for like no good reason. Yeah, uh, they they just don't seem to have got hold. They don't, they of... don't understand how iOS works. I don't think. So I am seeing, oh Jesus! So hit me. Final, so Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy three, Final Fantasy four, five, and six are all ten ninety nine. Eleven quid. That's eleven not quid. Awful, but it's still really expensive. Sorry, the first Final Fantasy is five forty nine, but the rest of them are all jeez. And Final Fantasy Dimensions. I don't know what that is. That was the weird... Oh, what was that? I didn't know what that was eventually. Hang on. I can't actually remember now. It was a weird side thing. 
Yeah, like it appears to be just be a some kind of non. But whatever it is, that's thirteen ninety nine. Is that uh, all the like weird RTS thing with all the characters from different games or something? No, it looks it looks like a straight up Final Fantasy game. So, don't know. But yeah, oh, um, okay. so they're all super expensive. I don't know. Would you pay eleven pound for Final Fantasy? You have one of your favorite games on your phone. Maybe, but like, I've got a really good. I've, I, for six, maybe because I've got a really strong connection to it. But like, sure. not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay 11 quid for a phone version of a Final Fantasy game that I hadn't played. Sure. Like, I might do it for... Like, if, if, I, if I had a tablet device, one of these newfangled tablet devices that all the kids are talking about. Yeah. If I had one of those, I might buy Final Fantasy VI for it. Because I wouldn't mind having it there to just jump into every so often and just, like, have it on a back burner of me constantly playing through Final Fantasy VI again. Because so, I keep meaning to play it again, I just don't have time. But So, so the thing that keeps... In, like... But I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't actually do it for this version because this version looks like crap. But yeah, the the problem I have with these is that um, the old Final Fantasies all still had like the traditional save point system. Like you could only save in inns or on the world yeah, map yeah. or all that kind of stuff. Like how the fuck does that work on mobile? Where at any point, like your basher could die. You're, you my you'd be, really, off. you'd be really careful. That's pretty much it. I think. Like, because that's the thing. Like, especially on something like iOS or even the more modern Androids, you have no control about when that application closes itself. Yep. So you could just boot back into it at some point. Like, it's been really annoying for me as well because I I got um, I think it's one of the the humble bundles recently had a bunch of Android games on it, and I started playing um, Little Inferno for yeah, a while. That's a cool is, game. It's yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, but I mean. And I've got, I've got a reasonably good phone, like I've got the HTC One, and just randomly, like I'll page out to go do something, and I'll page back in, and the application's just killed itself because it's run out of memory, and then I'll have yeah. to restart again. And that's a long load sequence as well. Sure. So the fact that you don't know when an application is going to close itself like that means that either they've got to change that save system and let you save anywhere, or you've just got to be totally got to be super really, careful. Yeah. Um, and I'm assuming since it's a Final Fantasy game, there are large sections where it's all scripted and you don't get a chance to save at any yeah. point. So There's some pretty long bits in that game. In Weird. Six. Weird. Um, so yeah, so that was came out. That came out and it's broken and yes. So the big news story, I think, um, and a great way to start the new year, um, with one of my favourite um, article titles I think I've seen in quite a while, from Polygon, um, EA continues the race to the bottom with the unexplained SimCity offline reversal. Oh yeah, they was... basically said, you remember when we said that it's impossible to make SimCity offline? Oh yeah, we're going to make it online now. So they did a super impressive job of making you feel like they had to do a lot of work to do this thing. Really? <laughs> like I they'd... didn't actually be there in previous release because I saw it and then went, oh okay, and then didn't bother. So there's basically cause... a bunch, there's a bunch of stuff that said like, um... They were asking, like, why did it take so long and what happened to the fact that you said you couldn't do it? And they came out and said, like, well, back in the day when we were... When, back when we started this and we said, like, if we were to turn around and do this, one, we can't. And then it very quickly became, well, we could, but it'll take about six months worth of work. And then they came out and said, well, by the way, we've been working on this for six months and we finally got offline mode running. And you're just like, does anyone care at this point? Like, no. who's, who's still playing SimCity? Like, it didn't seem to... 
people who enjoy SimCity games hated it because of the land size and the forced online stuff and the yep. forced cooperation. And, now, and, you, and then everybody, everybody hated that game has already given up on it and doesn't really want to go back to it in the first place. So and it didn't get any new people because it was so broken that anyone yep. trying to come into it the first time just get completely scared off. Absolutely. Um. So and that like every part of the story just got worse and worse. So they they came out and said. Um, like some great quotes from the article, like they say, which kind of agree, I very much agree with. So, um, this is uh, Bink Chair from Polygon. It's hard to understand how maddening this is, and it's even more evidence that the EA and its collective studios don't know how to communicate to the customers who are out, out very real money and time due to the mistake of purchasing these products. Like it's just the fact that they fly out and said we can't do it; it's impossible. Then went and just did it in an yeah. effort to try and get your money back again after doing stupid things like the. Was it toothpaste DLC or was there? It was like Nissan, wasn't it? There was a Nissan Leaf DLC, and there was something about toothpaste. I think it was the hot air balloon one was sponsored by Colgate oh, or something oh, like that. Okay, sure. There was some wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, um, they refused to do refunds at launch. Um, they said the offline wasn't part of their vision. Their servers crashed. They said that well, it's part of our architecture. There's nothing we can do. They gave you a free free quote-unquote game to some kind of compensation. When you say quote-unquote game, it was a free game. Sorry, no, the free was in quotes. Sorry, it was... It was free. It was free, but it was also a really old game that everyone probably had. Um, They said that that we were never going to do an offline mode. They said a bunch of other stuff that's just like... They said that the idea of... The quote here is that it violated the very spirit of the game was one of the quotes they came out with. Violated the very spirit of the game. Yeah. That just... seems bull. Yeah. So then... Considering said, that all the Sim Cities that everybody actually likes are all offline ones. Yeah. That exactly. seems... Yeah. So my favourite part of this was that they, they tried to cover that up. Well, not cover it up. They tried to make you forget all of the stuff that happened before because they announced that since we're doing offline mode, well, look, we can now do mods. Okay. Um, and you're like, well, okay, because like since you're online, you have to, you can't modify the the content you because need to check the system. Yeah, exactly. You need to check all the content the same as everyone else's, so you're not cheating and all that kind of stuff. Um, so which means money is coming. Although the company is being uh, the 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 rules about your mods um, is just fucking ridiculous. So again, this is R- from rules the, for mods. So the rules, like the the legalities surrounding mods for the okay. game, this, this, so, this already sounds bad. I'm not. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read verbatim what from the 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 mods legality. All right, stuff. <clears throat> the distribution of your mod in any form constitutes a grant by you to E of an irrevoc. Uh, how do you say that? Irrevoc. Irrevocable, 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 perpetual, royalty-free, sub-licensable right to use, copy, modify, and distribute the mod and derivatives of that mod, and use your name if we choose to for any purpose, and and through any means without obligation to pay you anything, obtain your approval, or give you credit. You Fucking also agree hell. to you also agree to promptly execute assignments confirming this license upon request from EA. So basically, Jesus. so basically said, yeah, you can totally make mods now, but any of the mods you make, we're going to take credit for them and not give you any money for them. If we choose to sell them, fuck, we can sell them if we want to, and you won't get any of the money. That's awful. So, and this also came pretty soon after uh, the EA Hackathon debacle, which I can't remember if we talked about it in the podcast. I don't seem to remember. So basically, EA, I can't remember which one of the EA campuses, but one of the big ones, basically ran a, 
like a uh, dev, uh, what do you call it? Game Jam style thing where it was like a build a game in 40 hours and the winner gets like a tour of EA uh, campuses and free shit and all that kind of stuff. But basically somebody looked into the legality, the legal section of that and they basically said like anything you make during the EA hackathon is totally the property of EA and we can do whatever the fuck we want with it and don't have to give you any credit for it. Jeez. And head of EA came out and said no it's fine it's just our standard thing we'll change it it's fine. But it was one of those horrible things where, like, if nobody called them on it, they was going to just be there. And, there would be, yeah. and if any of something comes up with something really good, EA is totally within the rights at that point to go, well, that's ours now, and you're fucked. And it's, that's shit. Uh, it, it took Peter Moore to come out and say, okay, we'll edit it, it's fine. It was just, The whole thing was just fucking terrible. Um, so they just handed the whole thing. Just Didn't, didn't EA at some point say that they were going to try hard to not be classed as the worst company on earth again? Because they yeah. got classed it before, didn't they? Yeah. So was it I them think, or Activision? I can't I remember. I think it was, was one of the... it was them, I think. And it was the and worst well, company. They, and they came out and said, we're going to try hard not to be the worst company in the world again. But it was, They're said, not going about it the right way. They said it was the worst company to work for, which is a different thing. They're really not going about it the right yeah. way. Yeah. It's just the, every part of this, and then all of this on top of the the just Battlefield Four clusterfuck the fact that's that still going work, on. Yeah. Like apparently, it's slightly more in a usable state now. But can you actually play games? I saw a I bunch so. of I saw a bunch of industry people proclaiming loudly on Twitter that they finally was able to quick match into a conquest game. Holy shit! Like what a revelation! You can actually queue for an online match, considering. This game came out in November. Two months later, they're finally one of their big features is working. Like it's it's just ridiculous. Um. Oh no, you're totally right. It's EA was voted the worst company in the world. Yep, I do. Um, they came out. They came out like a couple of weeks after saying we're not going to do it again next year, and then they fucking did something like this, and it wasn't yep. very good. Yep. Though every single part of this is just is the craziest fucking thing. So it leaves EA in this really horrible position now, where. Like, nobody will trust anything that they say from here on in. I've not trusted them for a while. But, I mean, for me, it was always, like, you trust them as much as you would trust any large corporation. Like, Oh, sure, okay. They say what they'll want, and it'll probably you'll probably get 75% of what they say. But this is just, like, they're just saying flat-out lies at this point. Like, or just not trying. Or trying, but not trying in the right ways. And just the, just the, the apology stuff that came out, like the Battlefield apologies, where they're like, we apologise that the game you paid £60 for, or $60 or whatever for, is completely fucked, but here's a pistol and a scope and a double XP weekend, and you're just like, one, you were going to do that anyway, two, who double the fuck XP cares? for a game that I can't play. Yeah, here's a pistol scope, like, they might as well have just said, and we'll come to your house and kick you directly in the knackers like it's what is the point in that and you'll you'll thank us for it yeah exactly and we'll still keep your money um and then came out and said oh yeah here's we we've this is a really we're taking this really really seriously so we're not going to work on any more dlc for this game until we fix the main game and you're like are we supposed to thank you for that like of course you're of course you're not going to work on the dlc main game doesn't fucking work but they still managed to put a map pack that oh, map yeah, pack came out. China Rising, or whatever it was called, came China out. Rising. Um, yeah, and charged they, they, they had been working on that since probably CERT. Probably. Um, yeah. So that came or out. they had some B team working on it, like halfway through development or something. Uh, yeah. So yeah, the, 
who the, I don't even know. So the thing, the really thing that's worrying me is like I'm not particularly bothered about SimCity. I don't particularly care about Battlefield. Um, actually, no, that's a lie. I kind of did want to play Battlefield Four. Oh yeah, I, I kind of wanted to play it as well because I haven't played a shooter in a long, long time. And yeah, I was I like, would totally play Battlefield. Um, yeah, but it's broken. So. Like PS4 shooter, full Battlefield experience on my couch. I am totally in for that. Game's fucking broken. But that's not even the, the bit that's worrying me. The bit that's worrying me is there are other projects which are now going to be affected. So if if like Battlefield Four is just permanently on fire right now, like they must have entire teams that were working on DLC just throwing people at this problem until it goes away. So what happened? What's currently happening to Mirror's Edge Two? What's happening to Dragon Age? Oh, what's yeah, happening shit. to all these things? Like, are those teams getting pulled off and being pulled onto this project? Like, and what happens to next year's Battlefield game or this year's Battlefield game? Even like, is there a Battlefield this year? Do they? Did they put another one which is equally as broken and then have to spend half a year fixing that they one? Can, I, they, uh, as I say, I don't think they can put out another one, but then SEA, they probably would. They probably could. Um, That's and it, shit. Yeah. So, I mean, I was listening to a bunch of people, like the industry's just been talking about this for, for weeks and months now. Yeah, for as long as the game's been broken. Yeah. That's at least a and few it, months. It's one of those things where you're you're thinking like, this was... This was EA's shot. Like they've they've since Battlefield Three. This was their this was their time to beat Call of Duty. This yeah, was completely. their year to do it. Because Ghost was fucked up. Because Ghost, was, Ghost wasn't good. It was pretty mediocre. Um, and this was their point. Like if they came out storming with a game that looked that good on next gen, did full on uh, like big multiplayer battles. They had a campaign which apparently was all right. Like not apparently. terrible. They could have swept the floor with Call of Duty and probably pulled people away from that game, and they completely fucked it up. They just—they really screwed themselves. Yep, it's—it's—it's it, it's insane. Like I have literally no idea what happens to EA from here. Um, I'm shocked nobody's been fired yet. Um, or, or at least someone's like resigned or something. Like yeah, that. like somebody—they're gonna pin this to somebody, um, and they haven't worked out who yet. It's so probably not. Probably not going to be Pierre Moore. That's in interesting state. Yeah. Well, it's like it's slightly different to Nintendo. Nintendo are always interesting to theory about because Nintendo have kind of always been a major player in the video game scene, and it's only now that they've hit their kind of first hardship. Yeah. So it's really interesting to watch them. EA is just a kind of like a lot of people have gone like, oh yeah, this has gone majorly wrong for them. This is going to be screwed. Yeah. So it's like. I don't know. It's well, I mean, well, I started with Battlefield, and it just seems like the timing of the SimCity thing was just super poor as well. I don't like, know why they brought it up. It, was... it, it like, I, I don't see what they're getting from it. Like, I really don't see what they're getting from it. Like, anyone who who would have bought SimCity has bought it now. Yeah. And those people who would have bought it if there had been an offline mode are, are probably non-existent. Because the real problems that people had with the game that they were looking forward to was stuff like the world size and the cooperative yeah, aspects. The world was too small. You you couldn't do what you wanted with your cities. You had to specialize, and it was yeah, it was not as good as the other some city games. So yeah, I, I I really don't know what happens from here. It's going to be interesting to watch. See if they go on fire. See if they turn themselves around. Who knows? But something's going to have to change. So we will see. Yes, we'll see what happens to EA. We'll keep an eye on it. 2014 is the year that could make or break one of the biggest fucking publishers in the game. Could right shake the foundations of our very industry. <laughs> Thank you for that movie quote there, Cal. 
after you can put that on the lower third. <laughs> do you have any idea what a lower third is? I do know what a lower third is, actually. Do you know that they don't exist in audio? We can make it work. No, we can't. That's yeah, we not can. how, that's not how audio works. Right. You take that quote of me saying that, you then put it at a lower volume than the rest of the podcast and kind of overlay it. Could shake the foundations of our very industry. So it's there. <laughs> it's kind of like a lower third because it's there and people can find it. It's just kind of down in the corner somewhere. You that realize, is the audio version of a lower third. Do you realise that you've now got I am actually going to do that? Yep. And it's gonna be Probably. right and it's gonna be right here at this point in the podcast. Yep. I, I perfectly expect it. That's the audio version of a lower third. I don't I don't want any complaints from you in this period. Nope. So I think that's us for today, um okay. or for this week. Um what have we got coming up? Well, for a start, the new site is up. The new site is up and working works. after Yoon's hard work. Fuck. Yeah. See, like, I've done projects like this before, but fuck, see, trying to get it all together and ready to go in a usable state. I wonder if this entire site is just an experiment into you learning how to code websites instead of us actually trying to be, like, doing stuff with video games. It was about 75-25 in favour of us talking about video games. Like, the other 25 was like, I have no idea to run a website, um, and I really want to learn, so... That was part of it. So it's up, it runs, um, all of our stuff is now located in one place, so all the podcasts are in one place, all the videos are in one place, all our articles are all there. Yep. Uh, we have been posting, we posted all our Game of the Year stuff over the past mm-hmm. couple of weeks, there's a podcast, there's two write-ups that we've done. Uh, this week, we have, this will be up Tuesday, there will be uh, our playthrough of Speedrunners with um, special guest Dave from Awesome Sadface youtube channel uh which will be going up on friday that was, that was a good time that, that was, was a good night fucking great and yeah. like just listening back to it like even the intro just kills me every time and having to edit it i had to listen to the intro about 20 times but fuck that intro kills me every single time yeah we had a lot of fun didn't that and um, so that'll be up on friday there's another video in the can for samurai gun which will be up probably the week after yeah um i am working on a written piece now which i'm really excited about i just don't want to yeah, spoil yeah that sounds really interesting um, that'll be up within the next couple of weeks, probably. Considering making sure we get approval from the person we're talking to. Yeah, exactly. So, provided they give us approval, that'll be up in the next couple of weeks. Yep. Um, and there'll be a bunch of other stuff going on. I'm sure. I understand you're really busy right now. Um, yes, I'm, so, I'm quite busy. I really wanted to try and record a thing for Heroes of Might and Magic. Sure. I just don't know when I'll have time. Yeah, that, I, I totally understand. Yeah. Like. It, you turning up here every two weeks is more than enough right now, considering yeah. what you've got to do. Yeah. Um, and then once you're all, once you're all finished, we can get back to doing the important thing. Yeah. <laughs> the sure. important stuff. The important stuff. Um. So until then, uh, we will see you back in two weeks. What um, you can do now, right, Yoon, mm-hmm. is do the audio version of a star wipe into our <laughs> into our ending music. That's okay, what you can so, do. So, and I'm uh, going to leave that to you. To figure out what that is. And we're going to leave it to the audience to be surprised what you think an audio star wipe is. An audio star wipe. Okay. We're we're now going to transition to an audio star wipe into our um, ending music. Goodbye, ladies and gentlemen, for another two weeks. (laughs) Goodbye.